I really enjoy this scotch. It's pretty fantastic. So smooth. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had scotch. How about you? Uh, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of whiskey. Yeah, American scotch. Yeah, but not true scotch. Can we mention the name of the scotch? Absolutely. Glenn Fittich, no, excuse me, Glenn Livet 12. Yeah. Really smooth. Yeah, it's essentially like drinking butter. <clears throat> but if that butter made you really drunk. And if we're made of scotch. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm going to finish this. And you gave me, like, uh, what they call a, uh, a George Double. They do call that a the, George at Double. At the Doolittle. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know why. This guy sounds really great. But, uh... Yeah, any guy who drinks that much, uh, scotch just in one sitting, he can hang out. It's, like, really good. Smooth. Already said smooth. <sighs> Welcome to Dylan and Dutch Melvin. Welcome. Dylan and Dutch. All we talk about is metal detecting. Yeah. Not like those other podcasts that just say go, they're going to talk about metal detecting and then they end up just going off on something Digress yeah. and digress and cut to the chase. Wherever that chase is. Yeah. Speaking of, just read in the news the other day that, uh, remember that IRS scam where people would call you from overseas and say the IRS is suing you? Oh, yeah. Those people uh, got arrested. Really? Yeah. Jamie's Mainly from it. another country. And I'm not going to mention the country because what's the matter? But uh, those uh, Indians are going to jail. You know, uh, you were probably influential in that. I made a few phone calls. Yeah. Every time someone would call me with that IRS scam, I would keep them on the phone as long as possible. And I would make subtle... Insults to whatever of the 10 million Hindu gods there were. Just to see what they'd say. Are they going to defend the guy? What's your faith background? Sometimes I got a Christian on the line and I was like, okay. You need to stop doing this. So, Just uh, really hot and happy about it. You remember in the 90s? I... Really, when I think of the 90s, there's one thing that comes to mind. Our detective agency. That's it. Yeah. That was a good run. We had, we, had, we had a few good laughs. Yeah, we did. There was one case in particular. Remember when that old gypsy woman came to our, uh, into our <clears throat> office? Are you allowed to call them gypsies? I'm, I have, I'm of gypsy descent, so I can, but I you, mean, ca you can't because that's not your word. Well, is it alright if I still do it anyway? Well, sure, you have a gypsy friend. I, th I say it's okay. There you go. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so, uh, the what? That Jip yeah. wanted... Jippo. Wanted some, uh, us to investigate some of her competition. Yeah. She claimed to be the real deal. A real psychic. I wasn't going to investigate her because nobody paid me to investigate her and show that she was a sham. But we did do some investigation of some 900 number psychics. Yeah, we did. Learned want, a lot. You want to talk about our famous case? Uh, yeah, actually, one of the psychics predicted that I was going to arrest them anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
gave himself up immediately, which I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the famous case, I'm trying to remember which one that was. Clarabelle. Clarabelle. Yeah. Miss Clarabelle. Clarabelle. Yeah. Yeah, she was funny, man. She, uh, I remember when we were investigating her, because you always go in first and you act like you want some just psychic advice. Right. Yeah, so, uh, I told her right away that my dog had died. Yeah. Because, you know, they always need something to go off on. Sure. They also want to feel pity and, and think that you're uh, in a compromised state. Yeah. So, she was going on and on. What kind of dog was it that died? It was a Newfoundland Newf. You had your backstory set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. What was her name? Golly. Yeah. She was a good dog. How'd she die? I ran over her with my car on the way to the psychic. <coughs> Tragic. Yeah. I was a mess and in need of answers. Uh, and uh, she was there for me. She really was. You know, it's funny. I started actually believing my story and believing, yeah. you know, the things that she was telling me. Well, it was really and, tragic uh, how you killed your and dog. And it was actually very comforting to have her, you know, uh, comforting me. Every every February 20th, I take a shot for Golly. Yeah. Even though she's a fictional dog, you made up for a backstory. Yeah, but, I mean, shoot, she really became part of the family. I just got Photoshop. We should Photoshop her in some of your family photos. That's a great idea. Yeah. So Clarabelle. Yeah. <clears throat> she had this that weird <clears throat> thing, the um, her accent. Yeah. Pure American. Yeah. Most Not... psychics have like some, <clears throat> you know, uh, like a romantic accent from some far off place like Detroit or. Yeah, it's like she wasn't Kansas. even trying. <clears throat> yeah, she wasn't. I mean, come on. Well, she eventually got in the psychic game because she thought she had the, the gift, I guess is what they say. At least that's what Rupi, Whoopi Goldberg said in, in the movie Ghost. Yeah. That's the only information I have about psychics. But our client says that she bilked her out of $1,000. So we had to... We had to see if she really was a, a scam artist or not. Yeah. We charged her 15000 for it. For the case? Yeah, for the case. case. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all book rights and TV rights, and if they option a movie based on our work, mm -hmm. we would get all of it. Turns out, um, Clarabelle, she was a fake, but mm -hmm. um, we, we learned a lot from her, especially the, the whole 900 number thing. Yeah. So we actually mm -hmm. developed mm -hmm. a really great relationship with Clarabelle. Um, Didn't you... Weren't you dating her for a while? Uh, this was before you got married, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, off Just, and on. Yeah. I would visit her in prison. But, yeah, I mean, it was... You know, I mean, I, I appreciated it. They had a nice trailer at that prison. Yeah. I mean, that's what I heard. But the whole 900 game. 900 numbers were huge in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. We learned a lot. Yeah, we did. From Miss Clarabelle. Uh, we we started a few. Yeah. 
and we, we definitely we always had to open up an offshore bank account to funnel money. We we hired a call center in another country to funnel that money from, and then once the money was funneled, should I not be talking about this? No, no, we're entrepreneurs. <clears throat> we yeah. should be proud of what once we did. Once the people that would call in <clears throat> paid a certain amount, they would get to talk to one of our minions who faked our own voices. Yeah. That's how James Earl Jones got his first job. They we, hired him because he sounded a lot like me. We trained a lot of people Yeah, to, to take those calls. It's probably a month, a full month we were in Bombay. Yeah. Just doing accent work. Yeah. Um, Just getting the American accent right, giving talks, motivational speaker type stuff. Turns out the best, the people who nailed it the best... Mm-hmm were Vietnamese immigrants to Bombay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Absolutely the best. Uh, they, they had it down. Yeah. <clears throat> we had like three or four 900 numbers. They all kind of petered out. One of them was really good. Remember the number? I remember, but do you remember it? 1-900-DDMD-AL-79. AL-79. Dylan-Mail Detecting Advice Line 79. Seven, because yeah. that's your favorite number. Nine is because it's my favorite number. Yep. Um... So, basically, our ads ran from 2 a.m. to 2.15 a.m. on basic cable, usually Channel 3. Mm -hmm. And if you're up that long, after the infomercials, for about 30 seconds of those 15 minutes, our ad would come up. And it was through the roof. Mm -hmm. We were getting about 10,000 calls a day. And people were asking all a bunch of different advice different advice issues, basically on how to be a man. Yeah. The number one call that we would get, torque. Absolutely. Yep. What is it? How do we deal with it? How do we adjust it? People want to know about it. Torque is everything. What were some of the other big ones? How to chop wood. And properly stack, I remember. Right. How to make the right amount of julian fries for a dinner party of 12. Yeah. That was like the, the top five. I'm not surprised, though. Yeah. People still ask me that. What? Right. I charge them. It's a quart of oil and ten potatoes, medium, golden. Uh, another one was how to forge your own staples mm-hmm. using other staples. So basically, a lot of people are trying to pinch pennies because of deregulation in the 80s. Mm-hmm. A lot of people losing jobs because trickle-down um, capitalism didn't really work, or trickle-down trickle economics was actually a joke, um, uh, just to make rich people richer. Uh, so a lot of people would call in to, to find out how to save money for, in office supplies. So I discovered a way to melt down your old staples and put them in a, a certain type of mold and make your own staples. Yeah, It was pretty cutting-edge stuff I was doing. Yeah. Save people a lot of money that back then. Well, I mean, shoot it. Just think of how much money you spend on staples, like every every week. I spend about a hundred dollars a week on staples. Right. And I throw most of them away. But <coughs> in the eighties, when money wasn't flowing, mm-hmm. uh, you melt them down and make make new staples. Yeah. It translated to <clears throat> paper clips as well, and binder clips. 
But mm. after Binder Clips, I realized this isn't the path I need to walk. Yeah. I shouldn't be making metal supplies. I should be finding metal supplies in the dirt mm-hmm. where we're meant to go. What are the other things they're asking about? Bootlegging was Bootlegging was good. Yeah. Movies and alcohol. Right. Uh, I specialized in the movie section, how to bootleg movies. Mm-hmm. You and the alcohol. Wait, I thought I did the movies. Okay. Shoot, we didn't cover the we didn't cover the alcohol. What in the hell was I doing? Because I, I was talking about movies. And you were talking about movies? Well, mainly I talked about bootlegging the movie Cocktail, which is about alcohol. Huh. You ever see that movie? No. No way. Tom Cruise and someone else. He's like a bartender in Hawaii or or maybe not. Mm. And the the Beach Boys have that song. Cocktail uh, for you and me. Hawaii, I was in a, it's gotta be. No, they made that song Informer. Oh, that one. Yeah, they wrote that. That makes sense. Well, if you talk about bootlegging cocktail, I guess, you know, all the bases were covered. Right, alcohol and movies. <clears throat> Great movie. I insist you watch it. Every week we talk about our best friends, the Struzzo brothers. This week is no difference. Aaron and Justin are good friends of ours. They love us unconditionally. You remember that time? We're always playing pranks on each other. They once called us accidentally, and then we realized, you know, that's kind of messed up. How about eye for an eye, tit for tat, let's prank them, but get them back a little bit better. Yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, they were doing the whole straight edge thing at that time, right? Straight edge was huge for our listeners. Yeah. What straight edge means was no alcohol, no smoking, no inappropriate music. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to your parents. Get home at a reasonable hour. Exercise. Some of them took it to another level where they just ate vegan or organic before organic was even a thing. But basically, it's whatever you put in your body. Your body's a temple. Very important. Very devout. Mm. Very devout Christians. I mean, we're Christians. They're very devout. Whole other level. Just really nice guys. So you came up with this great idea. Mm-hmm. They had just gotten a scholarship. Did they both get a full ride scholarship to... To Moody. <coughs> Moody Bible. Whatever. I don't know what that is. It's somewhere in Chicago. It's a very prestigious college, I guess. They were in that, uh, that magazine. Team Christianity Today. Yeah. Yeah, it was the March 87 issue. They'd gotten the scholarship. They were big in the straight-edge scene. Really humble, really nice. Yeah. I don't like being called and hung up on, though. Pretty sure it was them. Yeah. But we didn't have caller ID, and there was no Star 69 back then, so you just had to go off on a hunch. But it was a pretty good hunch, I mean... I called them back immediately, about five or six hundred times, and they kept saying, no, it wasn't us. Uh, We're sleeping. It's 2 a.m. So, you came up with this great idea, the heroin prank. Yeah. We walk, had to get him back good. Yeah, walk walk our listeners through what we did to him. Um, <clears throat> well, the 80s. Was this the 80s? Thank you. Right. He yeah. just explained everything, but go on further for people that don't understand the 80s. No, I mean, there's, it was a different time back then. Um, we offer Aaron and Justin... 
every week. A laced drink. Oh. To help them this relax. This time? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want it in the first place because they're doing the whole straight edge thing. Well, but it was... I mean, yeah, so we didn't come back with them with alcohol this time. Uh, we kept, like, offering them whiskey and scotch and yeah. not top-of-the-line stuff. No, no, no. No top-of-the-line for them. It was really easy to pressure them into doing it. Right, but they actually held, they held their ground, so we offered them some just, uh, what's the, Perrier. Mm-hmm. And we had some Rufalin. Mm-hmm. Ten parts Perrier, three parts Rufalin. They were out before they hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, you had just purchased, <laughs> yeah. specifically for this, some top-of-the-line heroin. Oh, it really was top-of-the-line. Yeah, and that was all part of this. So we, uh, we staged it, we took a lot of pictures. We I got it from uh, my dealer, Reverend Mayhem. Mm-hmm. We we invited a film crew, uh, sure. to document the whole thing. We spared no expense. Yeah, and uh, we oh we set it up so perfect. We didn't just like stage it. Oh, stick some needles in their arm and like put some heroin around. We each time I kept asking, "Are we going a little too far? Is this too far?" And you kept saying, "I don't know, Dylan. Do you like being hung up on?" And I was just like, it just instant rage, instant. So we actually did shoot them up with. A bit of heroin. Well, yeah, we got the the rubber hose thing mm-hmm. we tied around there. We got a good, we got a really good tourniquet on there. Mm-hmm. Popped the vein out. Did some stuff there. We're not going to explain mm-hmm. everything for our younger listeners. This is just a prank in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Do not try this at home. It's a different time. It's a different time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Took photos with the needles in the arm. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of mocked a heroin overdose. Turns out a funny thing is, yeah. yeah, turns out the mock heroin overdose turned into a real heroin overdose. And we realized we had to save their life. Yeah. Dutch. Last week <coughs> last week we talked about how you perform your first emergency tracheotomy on Aaron Strizzo. Mm-hmm. Saved his life. Yeah. Didn't save his singing career, but you saved his life. And he should be eternally grateful for you. Yeah. Regardless of there being no obstruction. Now, it's a heroin overdose. You want to make sure the, uh, well, you explain it. you got to clear the airway. Right. So, uh, first thing I did was another tracheotomy. But be more detailed, because last week people didn't understand. Sure. Yeah, so. Just, this is for our listeners. Uh, I didn't have anything. I had to use my... I hadn't cut my fingernails in a while. Yeah. I had a pocket knife with me. Sure. But it was in my pocket. You don't want to take it out. No. Um, That's uh, time, which uh, they had no time. You don't wait. No, no, no. So, I mean, I, ha- I had to go mm-hmm. immediately. and uh, You wolverined him. Yeah, I scratched a hole in his, uh, in his throat. You know, the old one. It wasn't even fully healed yet. No. Mm-mm. So it wasn't actually that difficult. Um, Pretty easy. Open up that airway. Easy. Like nothing. Yeah. yeah. Took the syringe off the needle mm-hmm. and uh, used that as like, you know, stuck that in the hole yeah. so he had like a breathing apparatus. Absolutely. Forgot to take the heroin out. Oh. Yeah. Um, That's right. So that was, that was kind of weird. I, you invented a new way of getting high. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never done heroin. I mean, I have a heroin dealer. Yeah. But that's because I get, he gets my groceries. 
Yeah. I'm straight edge, when you think about it. Except for all the alcohol. Well, basically, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> turns out a tracheotomy doesn't do anything to restart your heart. Oh, shoot. Um, but See, you're the medical brains in this, in this yeah. duo. So, you know, we, uh... I thought the theory behind it was it would, it would, uh, jumpstart the adrenaline mm -hmm. in the body to get the heart moving again. Well, I, I thought that too. That's what the paramedics there was tried to correct me on. There was a lot of blood. There was. But hey. They asked us to be um, donors. Blood donors. Yeah. And the, I don't listen. No, well These that's good not guys. straight edge. I'm not going to donate my blood no. to them. What if I need it? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I use most of my blood. Almost all the time. Unfortunately, not having the foresight... They kind of lost their scholarship when we sent about a dozen pictures to the administration at Moody Bible Institute. We thought they were going to think it was a funny joke. Mm -hmm. They actually thought they purposely got high on heroin. Yeah. The sad, I guess it's not the sad part. Aaron did get addicted to heroin after that for many years. He still struggles with it today. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing. Well, last time I heard he was in a shelter. That's good. Yeah. But he got into a fist fight over whose rat skin was he was going to use as a hat. <laughs> and he lost. So. It reminds I mean, me of that one TV he's show. He's living the dream. Yeah. Family Ties. Oh, yeah. That one episode? Where the... The dad, he overdoses on heroin. Oh, that's right. Right? He overdoses and he beats the mom. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That was a good show. Always really light-hearted comedy show. Yeah. Really good. Michael J. Fox and Justine Bateman. And the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Good show. It's oh, in my man. top 50 TV shows. They never hired us, though. You know they didn't? Mm-mm. Mm. Once in a while, we'll read your email. Today we are going to read one. This is from D. Cameron in London. Dylan and Dutch, I love your show. Thanks, D. I speak for everyone that I know. Uh, you guys are number one podcast when it comes to metal detecting and treasure hunting and scotch drinking. You know, that means a lot because he's from London. They know. There's a lot of metal detecting that goes on. A ton. Yeah. Yeah. To wrap it up, guys, I just want to know, what, who is your least favorite superhero and why? <clears throat> least favorite superhero. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. He has a ring, whatever he thinks of, he conjures a big whoop. Yeah. You know what I'd think of if I was Green Lantern? Every time someone want to kill me, I'd think of the Death Star and have the Death Star shoot them. Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be satisfying. There'd be no way to beat me. Huh. What about you? Um, Aquaman. Yeah. What does he even do? He swims in a river, or no, he swims in the ocean, talks to fish. 
Yeah. You know what I do when I go to the ocean and I swim? <coughs> I also talk to fish. Do they know what I'm saying? Probably not. Because they're fish. Yeah. What are they going to do? Actually, you're, you're, that's a really good choice. Aquaman? Yeah. God, I hate Aquaman. I mean, I don't even remember seeing his comics sold anywhere. No. Who would buy an Aquaman comic book? I don't know. Although I am excited for that guy to play Aquaman in the new uh, Justice you, League. You know me too? We got Jason a little tease. Momoa. Oh, yeah. At the end of the uh, that one movie. That's right. He looks good. Yeah. Real fit. Yeah. Yeah, I bet he doesn't drink any alcohol. Think he's straight edge? Probably not. He probably yeah. does cocaine like everyone else in Hollywood. But hmm. Speaking of the water. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again, D. Cameron. Keep up whatever you're doing, if you're working. Uh, after watching the movie The Abyss, you and I had that great idea to fly to Somalia for vacation. Mm-hmm. Remember that oil rig? About 50 to 58 miles out. Filthy. Filthy. With Somali pirates. It was also decommissioned, so it wasn't really an oil rig anymore, but it was no. like kind of like their headquarters. Yeah. You remember what we did? We cleared it. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Completely, we kicked them all out. Yeah. As they were leaving, I remember you saying, I, I'm the captain now. Yeah. Say it, I'm the captain. And they're like, we we just want to get off of this thing. Yeah. We'll leave it to you guys. <clears throat> I kept saying yo ho ho. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Singing that, that song. Oh, yeah, from Disneyland. Yeah. From the, the um, is that Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah. I want to say the, yeah, okay, so I got it right. They didn't, they didn't get it. No. They were more just screaming in pain. For their lives, yeah. Yeah. I was laughing. Did a little eye gouging. Took a lot of people's eyes out. Yeah. If you ferment it, it tastes very good. Huh. So it makes a very good wine. Interesting. You have to get it right. The temperature has to be right. It's kind of like a plum wine. But but I was talking about the submarine you created. Please yeah. talk about the sub. Created a, a submarine dredge. First of its kind, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was Powered uh, by the sun. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, the first place we took it, obviously, where's the first place you're going to take your brand new submarine? Well, you want to test it out. Yeah. You want to go somewhere deep. You want to see the limits. Yeah. We headed straight for... Oh, the trench. Mar Mariana, Mariana Trench. Yeah. Uh, we had to go, because we were in Somalia, so we had to cross through the Indian Ocean. And, sure. Uh, we stopped hey, in the Philippines We brought there. snacks. Yeah. We were fine. Oh, yeah. Plenty of water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Headed over there, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, went down to the bottom. Found a lot of new uh, sea creatures. Yeah, tons of them. Mm -hmm. They were delicious. Tasted amazing. Yeah. Must be the pressure. Probably. Yeah. Kind of gamey. Like seals in all the flavor. Yeah, absolutely. Found that, that jellyfish. That glowed in the dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, ever since we ate that, I've been having this weird strength in my mm -hmm. upper body. Really? Like I can almost crush anything. 
That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, you could, like, crush most things before, but, like, more now? Not like this, yeah. Wow. It's like, remember, um, we were in that mine? Yeah. In, uh, was it Nicaragua or something? That sure. bat bit you? Yeah. It's like that, how you, like, got, like, a new lease on life. Yeah, really? Same thing for you? Same thing, it's just, I, I could just crush anything, with, like, anything. That's fantastic. Like, that vice, I could just, it's like butter. Huh. I said butter a lot during this podcast, that's like the word of the day. You college kids listening, the drinking game today is, every time I say butter, you take a shot. Butter. Reminds me of some of the subliminal messages we kind of worked on in the 60s and 70s. Remember mm. all the anti-communist propaganda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were both hired at the same modeling agency. Yep. Did you get on a billboard as well? We were on... Yeah, I think they uh, they did it so they, they took our shots separately, but right. then they put us, you know, superimposed yep. on the same same billboard, yeah. We did a lot of billboard stuff. A lot um, of... But it was all <clears throat> anti-communist propaganda. Yeah. And then it was after that, you know, people were recognizing us as the face, faces of anti-communism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were invited to the White House, met JFK... That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. No photo. They didn't have a photo. Photographer. Oh. That was weird. I took a selfie. Tragically, after he died, we wanted to be close with the Kennedy family. Yeah. And uh, we, Jackie O, took went out, did, did some mining with us. Yeah. Very nice, She classy. can swing a pick. Oh, better than I could. Yeah. With yeah. style. Yeah. Just because someone's rich doesn't mean they don't know how to work in blue-collar work. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's great. Her whole family's great. I found Ted a little nutty, but mm. Jackie was great. Hey, what was that? What was that thing? What thing? Did something happen with you? Come on. You know I don't talk about that. Her son looks a lot like you. I know. Rest in peace, but... I mean... Carbon copy. Can you make, make sure you edit that part out. You know, that's not coming out. Okay. What song do you want to start this podcast with? Hmm. Because I know what we're going to end it on. <clears throat> I got the song we're going to end it on. You know, I've been, uh... into this one band lately. Yeah. I've been revisiting them, Goat, but I don't know if that would be a good uh, good opening song. There might be something good there in there. Greatest of all time? Is that what it stands for? Uh, no. Or just the animal? I think it stands for the animal. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> oh man, maybe some classic, uh, classic Beastie Boys. We're going to do that. Yeah. What have we, what have we, have we, have we opened with Beastie Boys before? We have never opened with Beastie Boys. Like some rhyming and stealing, or... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll find something good. Are you sure? Yeah. I think I think I could work with that. Alright. Text me while I'm on my way home. I will. And let me know if... Uh, what specific song. Yeah. As long as it's not uh, Brass Monkey. That's not a good thing to start mm-hmm. with. No, 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 no. I, I would never have texted you that, don't worry. No, I know you wouldn't have. I know you know. Yeah. Well, 
that's it from Dylan Dutch Metal Detecting. Have a great week. Dylan Dutch. Out. Thank you.